welcome to the next episode in the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. Today's episode is entitled What's in a Name? And the reflection today brings together two accounts. Firstly, the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11 verses 1 to 8. And then the call of Abraham, Abraham as he became known in chapter 12 and verses 1 to 3. Let's pause to pray. Lord, as we continue to look at the wonderful book of Genesis, we pray that you would remind us perhaps of things that we already knew from your word and that you would teach us new things also. Help us to live lives that are utterly consistent with the gospel and with our Christian profession that Jesus is Lord. Let's think of the prayer of the psalmists, give me an undivided heart. Lord, where our hearts are divided, where our allegiance is divided, we pray that you would show us even today and help us to live under the lordship of our wonderful Saviour and Lord, even Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. So Genesis 11, verse 1 to 8, first of all. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a place in Shinar and settled there. And they said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of sown and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If, as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language, so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the earth. And then, as I said, we're going over to Genesis chapter 12 and verses 1 to 3. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. 
So two two stories from God's word, two accounts of how God dealt with people. The first shows humankind and its pride and arrogance. Look again at verses 3 to 4 of Genesis 11. Come, let's make bricks and break them thoroughly. And then on to verse 4. Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. It's very pushy. It's very self-assertive. And then we read that the Lord came down. Humour is deployed. We're building as high as we can and we're really pleased with ourselves. But then we see that God is still high over all and he comes down to see what is going on. And the result of human pride and rebellion is the confusion of language and the scattering. The result of making a name for ourselves, well, it's not pretty. They stopped, or as some translations put it, they left off. It's half finished. The narrative peters out with an abandoned building site, a half-finished building which is a monument to folly. As one commentator says, it's a fruitless climax to primeval history. And it's not that God acts here as some sort of a jealous rival. Rather, he shows a creator's concern and a father's love. And so we see in the account of Babel or Babel that we might make a name for ourselves. Fast forward to Genesis 12, verse 2. I will make your name great. Do you see the parallel and the contrast? In one passage, people are selfishly going their own way and trying rather desperately to make a name for themselves. But in Genesis 12, verse 2, God says, I will make your name great. On the one hand, making a name for ourselves. On the other, God making a name for us. God knows what's best for us. We are created in his image. And he says, if you go my way, if you submit to my just and gentle and gracious rule, I will make a name for you. I will make your name great. And we see that that name ultimately is Jesus and we find our life in him. That's one pathway that we can take. The other pathway is thrusting, self-ambition, trying to go our own way without reference to God. And we see in Genesis 11 where that will end up. The application is clear. Which way shall we choose? Again, I want to emphasize this is an arrogance on God's behalf. God knows that his way is best, best for us. He gives us the best. If we want to live in God's world, we need to do so God's way. We can fast forward even further than Genesis 12 and we can look at the New Testament. Jesus dies to win a people for himself and the Spirit is poured out at Pentecost, which in many ways is a reversal of Babel. 
language was scattered. Now, as the apostles speak in other tongues, other languages, people are pulled together. The scattering is replaced by gathering. God is fulfilling his promise to make our name great. Again, I say, which way shall we choose? The way of Babel or the way of Abraham? The way that we might mark out for ourselves or the way of God? I encourage you, I urge you, submit to God and live lives consistent with his gospel. Here is the opportunity to give ourselves to God afresh and to follow his way. Going to pause and just use the reflection today as a springboard for us to offer ourselves to God once more. It can be a really helpful thing on a regular basis just to say to God, I'm wholly yours what our forebears would call a time of consecration, entirely giving ourselves to our God. We think of Romans 12 again, and the call to be living sacrifices dedicated to God's praise and glory. So let's offer ourselves to God today. Lord, we see two ways before us, the way of Babel and the way of Abraham. Our own selfish human ambition, thrusting, stepping on others, living life without reference to you. And then we see the second way, the way of God, the way of grace and mercy, submitting to your just and gentle rule. The way of Jesus, the way of the Spirit. Lord, we give ourselves afresh, wholly to you. Forgive our sins. Show us where there are idols in our lives and help us to tear them down in the strength that you give. All and only for Jesus, we say. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.